precious Listen. building. You are more than the air. Listen, I close to my heart. I see her face and notice she's still reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting S is longer than eons in the plateau that we on. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur. Um, I want to start this part off today by wishing my oldest daughter, Imani Nia Marie, a happy birthday, happy seventh birthday. Um, she is seven this year. Um, yeah, I just wanted to start off with that. So let's get it going. Um this week was actually pretty pretty good. It was no um I had a pretty good week. Pretty good week. There was not much that bothered me this week. Just, you know, I was um just working a lot. I accidentally kind of deleted more than I wanted to from my site. So I had to uh actually I've been sitting down for the past three days trying to get it back in order, so I had to take it down. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad of a week this week for me. No, like I said, no, no spiraling, no really, um, bad spots that hindered me from getting through my day. You know, um, it, it does get difficult, but nothing too much that set me down and had me like in, in dark spaces. So I was very happy that I made it through the week with just being, um, kind of tired just from working, dealing with my goddaughters, uh, dealing with the boys and stuff and just, um, just the regular stuff. So like uh, you guys know that it's, it, I always try to find, I always try to find my topics and, in, in, in issues and situations that I've been through. And so it was crazy because I couldn't like, Every time I think like I like when I'm when I'm really trying to think like um, of the subjects or topics I want to talk about, nothing really hits me. And then, you know, like right like at the tail end when I'm supposed to be uh, recording soon, things hit me. And so it's really crazy because. Um, yesterday I had to talk with I had to talk with my sons and it was just in general. um of being respected and how you respect people. And I noticed it in a conversation that, you know, each of my kids, even though raised by me, um, they, they, they have different perspectives. Well, one of my kids thinks identical to me and he could care less about anything or anybody and not in a negative way. He just, he, he protects his energy really, really well to only be 13. And so we're having a discussion because, How can I put this? My oldest son is at the point to where I have to let him go. And so I have to, I have to tell him things, you know, not from the perspective of just a parent, but I have to understand that he's also, he'll be 15 in I think like three months. He'll be, um, no, about five months, he'll be 15. And it's like, once you get 15, really, it's kind of like you really start trying to figure stuff out. And so we were having a conversation in regards to family. And so what happened was um, they were invited to a birthday party. And 
or a birthday gathering or, or what have you. And they were on a fence about it. They were on a fence about it. And so my oldest is like, I kind of want to go. And of course, you know, the little, the what I call the littles, they're like, oh, I want to go too. But my 13-year-old, he was like, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to go. And so the thing is, is that they don't have a relationship with, you know, with with the, the party, with the person that the party that they were invited to and his family. And so I had expressed to them that I come up in an era where, you know, you had to uh, mingle with family. Like there was no, there was no self-expression. There was no, like, I don't want to do that. Like you had to do that. And I'll make my kids do that. If my kids don't feel comfortable, I don't make them, I don't make them do anything with family, period, bottom line. And so I noticed that my oldest, he just, he just seemed so, he seemed so out of it. And it was disheartening to see his face because he's in this, he, he, for whatever reason, he's in this space where he feel like he has to please people and he has to like everybody and has to do everything or he's a bad person. Um, and he gets, he gets down on himself. And so I just sat him down and we had a really, really, um, good, maybe 30 minute talk of me just expressing my gratitude. And this is why, um, when me and his mother were breaking up or whatever, they were really, really young, right? They were, uh, he was five. He was five. Uh, so at the time, the kids was five, three and a half, and, th- and then one and a half, maybe. Um, but they were young. They were really young. And so I was devastated and I would be really emotional and I'll be, you know, I'll be crying and frustrated and just not understanding how things could go, could go bad. And for whatever reason, you know, he would come, he would, um, he would hop into bed, you know, and he'd be like, you okay, dad? Like, you okay? Little guy, little five, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm okay. So he would just lay there until I go to sleep, you know, just kind of talking to me, um, not like ther- uh, therapy talk, but like a five-year-old would talk just to just to see me calm down. And he did that forever. Um, and then when he started being able to to <laughs> he started being able to be independent. And so he would make food for his brothers. He would wash their clothes. He would, you know, make sure that they brushed their teeth. And so even even though I was there. And so this was years of this. And I kept telling him, bro, you I'm good. You don't have to take care of me. Like it's it's okay. But he's always had this connection with me that he has to make sure that I'm okay. And I was gonna have him on the pod. Um I was gonna have him on here so that we could kind of discuss. Um, but he said he was too shy to get on camera about it, but it is what it is. So He has this thing where he has to take care of everybody. He has to be the best big brother. He has to be the best friend. And and I can see the exhaustion in him of trying to please people. And so I told him, I said, well, for me, I said, this is what you have to understand. 
if you are protecting your energy and you don't want to deal with nobody, you don't have to deal with anybody. It's simple as that. It's your energy. It's not an evil thing. It's not It's not a mean thing. You don't have to do that. And so he was like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. And I was like, all right. I was really trying not to. I was really trying not to have this conversation with him, but I'm a firm believer of right place, right time. And, you know, uh, I rarely I rarely believe in coincidences. So for me, the conversation must have been necessary because it came up. And so I looked at him and I said, son. I'm okay. He was just looking at me. I said, I promise you. I said, you'll never see me broken like you saw me before. I said, because I've learned how to love myself. It doesn't matter what your mom said or did to me. It doesn't matter what the the uh, the, the next relationship did to me. It doesn't matter my childhood traumas. None of that stuff matters. I said, son, I am okay. I said, you have done more than enough as a result to taking care of me in your lifetime and you're only 14. I said, you got to let it go. I said, I've been telling you over and over. I'm all right. You, it's not your job. Like, you got to be a kid. I said, but you won't let it go. I said, I love and I respect you for everything that you do for this family. I said, but I told you, you didn't have to step in a place to try to fulfill what your mom left. You didn't have to, to try to step in because you see me tired and, oh, well, you do everything and this, that, and the other, and I want to help. You don't have to do that. I said, you're going to grow up and you're going to hate me because you feel like you have to do this to make somebody happy and you don't. And you start crying. And it took everything in me to, to hold it together because my son is a helper. My son, you know, he he's that person that he'll give to the homeless, feed to the homeless, do whatever when he don't have nothing. Like if you down, he's going to try to pick you up. If you need to 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 talk, he'll listen. If you need advice, he'll give you advice to the to, you know, to the best of his ability. And so I had to tell him, son, I got to let you go and you got to let me go. Not as father to son, but you got to let go of that fear that I'm not okay. I said, because I'm okay. I said, and you're okay. I said, from what you showed me from the time you was 14 to now, or for the time you was five to the, to now that you're 14, you're well, you're well ahead of your time in your young adult life, right? He does little, he still does little kid stupid stuff. But when it, like, I noticed he asked me different questions, right? Like if I'm doing something that like that conflicts with him mentally, he'll be like, dad, why'd you do that? And at first I thought he was, I, I, at first I thought it was attempts at checking me, but then like after I started really paying attention, I'm like, oh, got it. He's trying to take pieces of what I do and what I say uh, as a result to me working, uh, providing discipline, advice, fun, whatever. So he asked me serious questions that seem like he's checking me, but it registered to me. All right, you're collecting data. You're trying to see, OK, when I get older, I'm going to do that or I'm going to tweak that or I'm not going to do that because dad tripping. So now I don't like I answer him 
well, I did this because of that. Or this was the reason why I did did this. This is the reason why I did that. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he just walks away. But I'm noticing that it's it, it's that time in, in my parental life that I got to let him go. And it's difficult coming off the death of my daughter having to let another kid go. And I know it's not letting him go to death or letting him go to that. But when when you're a parent and you have a really, really close connection with your kids, I mean, like, like, is it like some parents, like you, some parents have kids that I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with my kids because you're parents. But sometimes one of your kids ends up for real being like your best friend to know that I have to let him go. It's. It's a difficult transition for me, but I'm I'm more ready than him. But I gotta do it. I have to because I saw it in his face that he has so much concern if I'm gonna get sick again. He has so much concern about um, if I'm gonna get into another bad relationship and I'm and am I gonna be broken down. He has so much concern. Am I gonna be alone? He has so much concern. You know how I'm handling the loss of his youngest sister and then us never seeing uh his the his youngest sister and then us not seeing his younger sister they cry often about that so he has to be strong in his mind and not take the pain he has to be strong because he's not he's not sure if my health is going to go bad again. He's not sure if I'm going to break down again. He like he's not sure and I have to tell him I said son I got to let you go. Even through everything that's going on with me mentally. He'll make sure that hey, you take your medicine. Like I, like something will happen and I'll be like rah, 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 just hey, do you take your medicine? And I'm like boy leave me alone. He's like no, nah, but did you take it? Like for real. You take it. You know, if if he sees me sitting at my desk and, you know, he can tell pain on my face. He can tell irritation on my face, like more than the other kids. The other kids just be like, oh, leave that alone. But he'll, dad, you good? You need some water? Hey, y'all, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. To the point to where it's like, bro, leave them alone. And it's a running, it's a running family thing that. You know, he thinks he's the second dad. So, like, even when he's with my mom and, and, and my dad, they have to tell him, like, um, we're adults. Like, you don't like you don't run nothing. And I have to do it. Um, everybody does. You know, it's sometimes he'll be on FaceTime with my brother and my brother be like, I'm the uncle. Like, relax. I, I'm going to tell them something. You don't have to say nothing. So it's just... Getting in that and getting in that position to just um just letting it go. And then also also talking to them about about family members, talking to them about, you know, what makes a family, talking to them about, you know, it's it's okay, it's okay if you feel away. You know, it's up to you to feel how you feel. Um and it's just, it, it, it's so much, it's so much that I wish I was allowed to express when I was younger. I feel like mentally I would be, I would be, you know, 
further along um, in my peace. If I was if I was able to express certain things, I allow them to express whatever. My rulers don't yell at me, don't cuss at me, and we good. I don't care what you say after that. And even if you yell at me, don't. When I say don't yell at me, I mean like don't yell at me, like flaring up at me. But if your voice is elevated because you're emotional, of course, go ahead, say what you gotta say. Say what you gotta say because it's important so that I can understand how to deal with with how I can under. So uh, uh, it's important for me to understand how to deal with you and when you're at your emotional uh, height, so that. I can teach you as you are getting older how to to express that outwardly to someone who is not your family. You see what I'm saying? Because you could get into an argument with your sibling and y'all could get to arguing and yelling and carrying on and that'll be that. But outside of it, out outside somebody who's not your family, that may cause a fight. And it's like, really? And so I allow them, I allow them to be free. I allow them to, to be themselves. Um, and it's just, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. I, I, I want them to be as free as possible. I want them to, to believe in themselves. I want them to have a high respect level within themselves. So they'll know when they are being respected or not being respected by whoever. Like I'm not a I'm I'm not a proponent of uh uh kids need to mind their business or kids need to shut up and let grown folks talk. I'm not uh nah. It's certain things that are that it's certain things that are not that have nothing to do with, with, with children and you you shouldn't you know, you shouldn't discuss that. But like for me, everything that I do, I that alters their life, we have a conversation about. Everything, whether it be a relationship, whether it be moving, whether it be a new vehicle, whether it be grocery shopping. Like I asked them what they want to eat because I'm not about to argue with them about them throwing food away. It's no point. I'm like, they. I found a vegetable that they like. I get the vegetable. But I'm not going to be arguing with them because I'm trying to teach them a level of respect. I'm trying to teach them like. I'm your dad. I'm not yo. I'm not the correctional officer. You do what you're supposed to do. I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. You disrespect me. I'm gonna disrespect you. And it's just simple as that. It's just simple as that. And it, and it, it it's just I don't know. It's, it it's becoming difficult because they're getting older. And. The older they get, the more free that I have that that for me, that the older they get, the more free I allow them to be. But I have to be certain the lessons that I taught them are are burned into their cerebral. It has to be burned in them so that I don't have to worry as much. With Junior, I don't I don't really have I, like I have to worry about people getting over on him and taking advantage of him. That's something that I'm trying to to get him to understand um, and get out of this. Everybody needs to be happy with what I do and what I choose. You know, uh, Keanu is more, um, I have to worry about his processing. He doesn't process well. Everything is, is intense. Everything is aggressive. And it's just, it. I'm not, scared because I I personally feel like I am doing a good job. There is some work that still needs to be done uh, with my two oldest and, you know, 
the three youngest, I still have some time to hopefully get uh, get some knowledge, get some wisdom into just to help them. But for the most part, the 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 letting them go part is so scary, but got to do it. Got to do it. It's important that you have conversations with your kids. It's important that especially for me that I'm going through what I'm going through mentally. Right. It's important. It's so, so, so important to have the conversation with the kids. And I say this because, like, I want to encourage y'all, the, the people who may hear this, who suffer with mental health, who have kids. Don't allow them to get 45, 50, 60 something happened and they never knew that there was a, a struggle with mental health in the family. They never knew, you know, the, the, the sicknesses or the struggles or whether it be addiction, whether, you know, like my mom, my mom always that I can remember as a result of drugs, she always, I mean, and I'm talking recreational drugs, hospital drugs, whatever. She has always said, hey, our family has an addictive trait. So make sure if possible, they don't give you medicine that could cause an addiction. Was she a, 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 a addict? No. My granny wasn't an addict that I know of, my great granny. But somewhere in our family, the trait is there. So I remember... I remember those conversations of, hey, what are they giving you? Like there, there's an addictive trait in our family. Um, and then God rest her soul, you know, my auntie, she had mental issues. Right. And so we didn't go into like we weren't taught in detail of what it was, but we were made aware of. Like, auntie is, you know, losing her mind, yada, yada, whatever. I don't think back then people really understood the mental health thing. I think it was more of, a, oh, you're just crazy or, oh, you're on drugs type thing. So I'm saying all that to say in, the, in, in, in me letting them go, I have to make sure they're prepared. I have to, like, I have to be able to be upfront with them. Hey, dad is struggling with some mental stuff. Um... I'm not sure it might hit you when you get older. God forbid it might hit your 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 kid. I just want you to be aware of it. Don't just turn your back on it and uh and, and oh you're being extra or um everybody has depression or everybody suffer like I don't want you to overlook it because sometimes it's a difference between life and death. And I've experienced the death part. I've experienced that what not really knowing that there was the depth of mental issues in play that were. And it's just like, dang, I wonder if, if I wonder if I knew, I wonder if we knew that was going on, would it be, would, would the turnout be different? And so it's just, I wanted this pod just to be for parents and aunts and uncles who are raising their children, their nieces, their nephews, their grandbabies who struggle who 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 struggle with 
mental health who struggle with just allowing the kid to just grow. Like you have to trust that you taught them what you were supposed to. You have to trust that if you are honest with them and you're and you're about with with mental health, that they'll help. My kids help me all the time. It's not even not even on no you got to help me because I'm sick type thing. Not even on no, you know, precious mama type stuff. But they, they, when I'm cycling, um, cause when I, when, when, when the anxiety hits, I cycle. And so it'll be 30 minutes of me saying the same thing, right? I've been doing that for so long. I just thought that, Oh, uh, like I just like to hear myself talk. But between my stroke that I had 10 years ago, between the anxiety and depression, I don't realize that I'm rambling. I don't realize that I've told you the same thing 30 times. I don't realize that, you know, I'm switching the words around, but saying the same thing. It wasn't until... I really start taking my mental health seriously and I just ask like, Hey, like I notice people always say that I, like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. I noticed that, you know, I'll have, you know, 30, 45 minute conversation about the same thing. My doctor was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's part of your anxiety. That's part of your depression. Like you just, you blink. And as difficult as that is, I, I tell my kids, yo, don't be disrespectful. But if, 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 if you notice that I, I, I made the point, but then 10, 15 minutes pass and I'm still making the point, yo, walk away. Like pops, you bugging. All right, peace. We got it. Just, you know, don't be mean about it, but just, oh, okay, cool. I got it. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about the conversation with them and I can't believe, you know, my son is already, like it was like yesterday, everything had just happened and it was just me and him and, you know, me, him, uh, and his two brothers. It just seemed like everything. And, and now it's like he's in high school. He's liking girls. He's, you know, learning how to drive. He's, uh, you know, learning how to cook for real. He has his own hobbies now. You know, you know, the only thing that, like I said, I struggle with him is trying to please people. And like I tell him, uh, it's a reason why that is the for me, for me, for me, for young people. Being a people pleaser is the worst trait to have because you'll do drugs to to make people happy. You'll drink to make people happy. You'll drive drunk to make like all these things that when you are young and you think it's cool and okay, oh, I could do this. I could drive. Yeah. It's like when you have kids, you're like, no, 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 no. I lived through that. So you don't have to go through that. It's not a wise decision. And so it's important to have these conversations. It's important to be open with your kids. Like we have to break that, that we have to break that cycle of a kid need to stay in a kid place. 
when it comes to real life things that are going on in your household, going on, going on in your mental, going on in your relationships. And I'm not saying give them authority in your relationships or or whatever. But what I am saying is if it affects them, your life will be way more easier if you had a conversation with your kids, especially if like in my situation, my kids, wherever I go, my kids go, my sons, wherever I go, my sons go, period. So I would rather have a conversation with them and say, hey, this is the situation. These are our options. Rather than me just making a making a a, a, a decision that affects their life. Like I've been I, I've seen it. I've heard it. You know, um, I have people who um, are army brats and they've moved. You know, time after time after time after time. Well, no say so. Just because, you know, their parents had to go to work. And I can see that the effect it has on them. And so I'm just using that as an example because I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It, I, I'm I'm not in the armed forces, so I don't have to deal with the situation. I don't know the logistics of it. But for me, it's like. I feel like when when we don't talk to our kids, I feel like when we we keep that veil over their eyes, it creates more. It creates issues after another one after another. They get into the real world and they don't know how to handle things. And like I I tell Junior, I want to do I want to give you enough information. I want to teach you enough life lessons. I want to teach you enough social skills that. You are prepared to handle anything when you are away from me, when you move out, when you go to college, when you, you know, travel the world or whatever you're going to do. I want you to be able to have so much confidence in, in the lessons that I will uh, uh, willingly taught you and the lessons that you asked that you asked of the questions, you know, that you asked your uncle, the questions that you asked your grandparents, the conversations you've had with your siblings. Like I want to be a part of the the group that when it's said and done, I left a, a positive imprint on you. Even if in that positivity you had to deal with, man, my dad suffers bad with depression Man, my dad works 10 hours a day, five days a week. Man, my dad sit at that desk, you know, trying to create content, you know, four or five hours after he already worked, you know, eight, 10 hours. That's a sacrifice that I'm trying to make so that I can leave them something. I don't know if when they get older, they're going to hate me for it. Or they're gonna be like, man, dad was a trooper. He really put in work for us. But it's a it's a it's a journey that I'm willing to go on because I want to make sure that I do everything possible to make sure that they good. I don't want them to have to suffer through like like I, I think about I think about twists and turns in my life that could have possibly got me to this point um mentally. And it's just the era that I was born in. It's just like, I can only imagine, like I was born in 82. I think my eldest brother was born in 79. I can, I can only imagine what life was like just three years earlier, what 
what parents was telling their kids, you know? It's just, I want to be able, I want the kids to be able to be free. I want them to, to learn how to respect and understand um, that people need to earn respect. I need to, to make sure that they're not afraid to fly. I need to make sure that whatever they want to do, however they want to get there, that they're good. Excuse me. And make sure that they're good. I just, I don't know. It, it, it was really a, it was really a, a, a good conversation, but it just had me thinking about so much. And I just wanted to, I wanted to share I wanted to just share my tidbit, you know, with the people who listen to this pod or may watch this pod on YouTube. That if you have kids, man, listen to them. If you going through something, explain explain it at the level that your kid can understand, so that they don't feel left out. Like I wish that, like if I could go, if I could change anything about my upbringing, it would be that we knew more about what was really going on, because it sucks when you get older. And they'd be like, dang, that's what we're, that's what that was going on. Or this, you know, this is this and that is that. It's like, like, man, like I would have loved to just at my level understand, you know, dang, well, mama working two jobs because, you know, we need this, we need that, we need that. Or, you know, we moving here because of this, this and that. Or we sleeping here and it's just like, for me, that's, I, I, I take the things that I, I feel like I wanted as a kid and that's what I give to my kids. Because this this depression this this depression and anxiety is not fun at all. It's not fun at all. And I want to make sure that they're aware so that they can fight it early, so that they don't get to the point that I got to. They don't stress themselves out to where their hair is falling out. They don't you know like lose and gain and weight, heart condition. Like I just want them to be free. I want them to to to. I don't want to pass on any struggles to them. I want all my family, quote unquote, curses and struggles. I want that to end with me. Anything that that they go through, anything that that comes at them, you know, I want them to be prepared and I want it to be a new thing that we can we can face together. But I don't want to pass on to them the the. Like they say in movies, the sins of my father. Like I want them to just be able to breathe. I want them to be able to be who they're supposed to be. But I want them to do it knowing. Like knowledge is key. My brother always makes me laugh um, when we're talking because I, th- I don't know. I don't even remember it was Voltron. No, no, no. It wasn't uh, Voltron. I think it was uh, Transformers. But they're like, knowing is half the battle. And it's just like, <laughs> like it always makes me laugh. But that's true. That's true, man. Like, just knowing something like could 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 be the difference between life and death. It can be the difference between staying together and being apart. It could be the difference of, you know, having a kid and not have. Just knowing, just knowing, like, just be honest. Just be honest with your kids. Like don't don't be afraid to to let them fly. Like don't let them and don't let them see you afraid to fly. Like this is so terrifying. This podcast. Like I'm not even gonna lie, it's so terrifying. I started a new poetry show. It's terrifying. I tell people about my books. It's terrifying. 
but I can't let them see me scared. And plus, somebody needs this. I don't, I don't know who, and I don't know when they're going to need it, but somebody's going to need this. Somebody's going to need to know that I'm out here speaking for us. They're going to need to know that, you know, a parent of six, you know, uh, an angel parent, a depressed poet, you know, they always say like musicians and that, like artists in general are always depressed and stuff like that. And I just, I, I feel like we can help that if we just tell the truth, if we're just open. This struggle is real. Entrepreneurship is real. Hell, nine to five is, oh my God, it's, it's a struggle. But the key is, is just finding what you were supposed to find from it and play your part. Like I always tell people, I'm professional at minding my business. I'm, prof I'm professional. I'm not about to bug you. I'm not about to add no extra sauce to whatever you said. It is what it is. Life is hot for me. I like because I spent so many years being sick and losing so much time on just not doing anything, losing my daughter, um, losing my 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 oldest daughter due to a relationship breaking breaking up, using losing my youngest daughter to death. It's like I don't wish this journey on no one, but also I wouldn't change it. I like. Everything is about an understanding and everything that I'm going through. I'm teaching my sons, you know, the ins and outs that hopefully they don't have to go through this or relationships with jobs, with education, um, with dealing with me as their parent and stuff like that. Like I tell them all the time, tell me now, like, tell me if, if your life is bad now, if you feel like I'm doing something bad to you now, tell me now, because how I see it. In dealing with with like me and my friends, we laugh at our parents because they're way better grandparents than they are parents. Like they don't be whooping them, they don't be really yelling at them. They can do it. Like they they grandkids could do no wrong. And so, I I, I would rather. My kids tell me now, I don't want to get old and and then they be like, man, you were so hard on us or you were so horrible or you did this. You, nah, tell me now. Let's talk about it now. Let's fix it now. Not saying that everything going to be perfect and not saying everything is going to change. But I want you to be strong enough that you can tell me, your father, the person that you know will give you the the most love and also the the most discipline. I want you to be strong enough to be like, nah, man, I don't like you wilding. However, the kids talk, whatever. But I'd rather them do that now than wait until they get around someone else and they feel like, man, I could never talk to my dad. My dad was so mean. He didn't want to hear my side. My dad just yelled at me and put me on punishment and blah, 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 blah. Nah, t tell me. Tell me why you're mad. If you need a breather, go breathe. But tell me why you're mad. 
it's so hard to just it's it, it, it's hard. I'm saying all this because I'm coming to grips in real time with y'all that I have to start letting my oldest two go. And it's crazy because they're four, they're 13 and 14. And life in this generation is so fast and and people are are like high level entrepreneurs, uh, very young. People are graduating college, you know, 12, 13, 14. So it's like life is coming fast. Like, so I have to start teaching them and I, and I have, but it's, it's, it's just teaching them real life things. I said last podcast, I say it again. I, I, I always tell the kids I'm raising humans. I'm not raising men. I'm not like, cause, cause when you're raising quote unquote men, it's like you're, you're raising boys to me. Now I'm raising human beings. I'm raising them, raising them with decency. I'm, ra- I'm raising them with understanding, with uh, uh, compassion, with belief in who they are, listening to, to what they feel like they struggle with. Half the time I have no clue. Half the time in my mind, I'm like, dang, that's what that's what's going on in your head. But I still listen and I still give advice and I keep it pushing because I want to make sure that I'm not passing on the sins of my forefathers. I'm not passing on the rebuke because you don't want to do this, but you want to do that. I'm not passing on the you know, that's for girls and that's in this, that, and the other. Or I'm not passing none of that on. If you want to dance, dance. Dance like nobody's watching, bro. I don't care because I used to dance. I love dancing. Like, I just don't want to pass on the wrong things. But I also want to make sure that my kids are very aware of of what's going on. But it's just hard that I have to let them go. And I got to let them fly. So I encourage you guys. Um, like I said, this was... This was for the, the, the parents, the aunts and uncles that, you know, are taking care of their nieces and nephews, your kids, etc. Um, that moment of having to let them go gets really real. It gets really emotional and it's necessary. So you guys, I, 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 I encourage you not to be afraid to allow your, your kids into your personal space. Um, I encourage you to be able to have real conversations with them without sugarcoating real life things that involve them and talk to your kids, ask them what they like about this or ask them what they don't like about that. Don't just don't just be the authority figure that just kills all the fun and all the knowledge and all the peace that they have within them. That's it. Thank you all for tuning in.